that's something that as as artists is so important about about the heart of where you're coming from and and what you're doing and it's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. and i would say i would dare say it's a deeply spiritual thing to do to be uncorrupted to let your your being and your work be uncorrupted when in well i mean in in all phases right like when things are good when things are bad and when things are suddenly going so well beyond belief because Mm -hmm. that can destroy you too this is way of the artist with brandon colby cook and evan schulte exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art Evan, this is a rare and special occasion that's going to be more normal <laughs> now. Yeah, 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 not so not so rare anymore. Not so rare. We're going back to our roots. Evan and I are in the same room recording this episode, which is pretty special for us because I mean that's how this whole thing started, yeah. and uh, we've just been we've been on an adventure, I suppose, the last few years. So it's kept us at different places. So we've had to use tech to basically connect that way, and now not so much now we're in the same area and it's just it's awesome man so i'm yeah. I'm, I'm excited about getting into this one and uh we didn't pick a title but uh you know i i would say uh my interpretation of what we're talking about i would say it's the the power and transcendency of art and how mm-hmm. it can cut through so much unexpectedly and sometimes it just when when it's just done authentically and truthfully and vulnerably, vulnerably, <laughs> it just uh, you know it just can it can have a profound impact. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I'll pass it off to you. I don't know. That's kind of my interpretation of what we're getting into today. Yeah, yeah, and maybe just to add a bit more context to this. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, I mean it will have been. You know, even a few weeks since this sort of uh, phenomenon has happened. But uh, at the moment of recording this, like a couple of weeks ago, there's what a lot of people have probably heard this song by uh, this guy named. Is it Oliver Anthony or Anthony Oliver? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Oh, well, he's a country. Well, pretty soon we're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's this, uh, a country singer who nobody knew anything, like really nobody knew. Um, and he put out this song uh, that just people have just grabbed onto. And he's put out some more music and I've, I've listened to these songs and, and they're the, my own reaction and response to them has been quite, quite strong as well. Like, it's just like, I'm, I'm welling up to the, to the music and the words that, that he's saying. And, you know, looking at how many, like at the sort of at the time of recording this, like his one video has gotten like 50 million plus views in, in a two week time span right and so there's just something about this moment of this person who sings with such power and honesty and like you know when you see him 
sing. Like you, you just know there's no like there's no tricks going on. Like this is just a person who's pouring their heart and soul into this thing and and speaking the truth of what they're seeing, what they're feeling and to see so many people just responding to that and it makes me think of the power of art when an when an artist goes out and says this thing that maybe we're all feeling that we're all thinking or just even intuiting you know of of what's going on in in the world or in our lives and someone says it and and the how powerful uh, that can be in so many in so many levels. So I just wanted to throw that in there, just to kind of add, because uh, it adds a little context to I think what we're getting into today. Yeah, totally. It, it is an important point, and I think with that song, it hits on things that we're thinking, but we don't necessarily know where we're we we haven't necessarily put the words to it or the thoughts to it. You know, some of us, some of us more than others, some of us put a lot of thought into it. Um, but I think one of the things that I was taken with was how it made me feel so connected to everybody. Because when I heard the song, I was like, oh, man, does that resonate with me? And then I realized, well, wow, this song is like, there's a lot of people that are this is resonating with. And it, I, there's a lot of people. I mean, I haven't met really any of them. But the thing is, is all of a sudden I go, wow, we see the world the same way. Like we both mm -hmm. feel this. Like that's a big thing too. We both feel this. Yeah. And we both are interpreting things like in the same way. And these words seem to resonate with us and perfect strangers that I don't mm -hmm. even know. And so I think there's something about that. You know, it, it actually reminds me a little bit of, um, not that I think that he did it this way at all. Like I think this was something... My interpretation, I could be wrong, but uh, he's on the Joe Rogan podcast. So if for anybody who's interested in finding out more about this uh, artist and they want to kind of get into his story, go check out uh, Joe Rogan and you can find a three hour talk with him and then you'll really figure out his story because, you mm. know, I, I, I'm not going to be able to do it justice. But the thing is, is what, what I've seen of him and, and what I've heard is like, it seems to be that he simply pulled deep from his own soul mm -hmm. and said, you know, I, this is a song that I want to sing. So I don't think there was anything that he was going and, and going like, oh, I'm going to do this to like win everybody over. And it's going to be this, you know, I don't think it was like that. And Evan and I talk about this a lot where it's like most of the best art, it's it you, you might have a sense in yourself like I'm on to something, mm -hmm. but you don't really know what's going to happen with it. And I think that was kind of the sense for him. But when I think about a politician, a good politician, <laughs> and I'm not to say there are any good ones, but the ones at least that usually get into office, <laughs> they usually say things. The ones that really win us over, they usually say the things that we're thinking and feeling inside. And we feel or we have the sense like that person's going to go out and do those things that we feel need to get done. Mm -hmm. And so when you have like, a, especially when you have a landslide, when a politician wins, if you look at it, it tends to be because they were saying the things that were deep in people's hearts that they were resonating with. Yeah. And every once in a while, an artist, I think, does something and whether it's a movie or a song or something, it somehow hits on something that we all have inside for whatever reason. It's the time. It's the it's the place we're in and it just lands with us and we just 
we just like, wow, someone gave me a voice and every listener or every viewer or whatever, all of a sudden feels like it was just their voice. But then what's mm -hmm. so cool about it is there's 50 million people or whatever yeah. that are all saying, this is my voice. And we're all like, wait a minute, that's your voice. That's my voice. That means we're the same. We have the same voice. Yeah. How cool is that? Right. But neither of us could have said it. And the artist's somehow broke that barrier through that membrane of like resistance that was holding that message back and then boom and everyone's like that's it they put the words to it they put the sound to it they put the emotional context to it and we all agree yeah there's something about this that's true mm -hmm. you know it might not be the ultimate truth but this is true in its part yeah yeah and profoundly true and just you know like we talk about the power of of one of the greatest things that art does as sort of a function is it's is it's a connector it's a uniter and and you know it connects us not only to the artist but it connects us to ourselves and it connects us to you're saying i think this is why it's like this sort of song and 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 this artist is, is such an incredible example of of the most extraordinary things about about art mm -hmm. you know um and its power and how quickly that that thing can can move right well i think that's a really good point because that was something i th well i think you wanted to bring into this conversation how this artist you know he was unknown like no one really knew who he was he was not on the radar not on the map at all and then overnight one little piece of art you know and it's only a few minutes long all of a sudden boom you go from like being in kind of like no one knows who you are to all of a sudden like m so many people if not most people at least in the medium of this context are all of a sudden you are it you are talked about you are focused mm -hmm. on you are and people are telling their friends like man like i can't tell you how many people have been like have you heard this guy have you heard this song you know yeah. and people are thrown around and people have done you know webby did uh did a remix of it which is yeah. awesome you know and like there's just fun like things happening right yeah. and and uh you know i mean you know sometimes i think as an artist you when you ever get this like it might be your 15 minutes of fame and then that's it you're up there and then yeah. all of a sudden you're not anymore and I, that's why i don't think you should make it about that mm -hmm. but i do think there's something about this conversation as well which is about how as an artist you should know that you might think man like my career is going nowhere nothing's happening like you might even be thinking about giving up and you should always know that like at the turn of a corner your whole life could change mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of art that way yes yeah. and i mean with that there's like so this is something that i think is worth getting into because it's it's a tricky thing and for um and for this artist uh, i i have concerns you know like for for the road that that lies ahead of of him because the thing is is that one of the things that i think was so why it's it's connected and resonated is because it is coming from such a pure place it it was a song that was just like i've just I've just got to say these things. I've just got to 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 get this out with no sort of you know expectation of like because you you can't you no, can't you can't, plan, you can't or that. yeah you can't no. orchestrate 
the thing that happened. He just put this thing out that was real and true and pure for him and, and put his entire sort of being and soul into, into just doing that thing, right? Which is part of why it became so successful. But at the same time, you, if you start doing it with that thing of like, of it trying to be, you know, oh, this could be a big success. You've, there's already like a tainting of the thing that's starting to happen, mm -hmm. right? Like, yes, it is possible, like something, but you can't, it's one of those weird, uh, not like a paradox, but it's like, it's one of these weird things in, in life and in art where it's like, you, you have to come into it with as much purity as possible that you can that you can connect to because if you start putting in that oh this could do a big thing and oh i've got to say some really profound because believe me there's going to be a bunch of people who are start who start posting things who are just going to try and just copy and sure. mimic what he did and it's not going to have the same power no right this is the thing about the wake of of these things someone does something real and then there is this sort of like there's this focus that starts to come around that starts spewing off all of these other things. So you get people who are trying to copy the thing, but you know for sure there's people who are coming in trying to be like, let's sign this guy to a deal, right? Let's, what, like, and there's, or there's, you know, even people who might be saying like, we got to shut this guy down. I, I feel like it's more likely a situation of you make him the complete opposite of the thing that got him to where he is. Does that make sense? Totally. And I would like, say for him, you know, is he, for him to, in any artist that would end up in any type, like not even this level of fame, but even a little bit of success is to stay true to the thing that was leading you in the beginning. And there are moments, I mean, I've had them in my own career in film, where you begin to get pulled away from your original thing. When I was making the show Soldiers of the Apocalypse, it was just me and my best friend. And we were, you know, really, at the end of the day, it was me and my best friend who wanted to make a action soldier apocalypse type of show, just shooting a film in the backyard really like it like it little kids kind of going like let's make a movie let's go in the bush and shoot this thing and that's when it was at its most purest form mm -hmm. its best place ever and it was very grassroots and it was very simple and it was very like run and gun and like 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 in a film term that means like like okay let's just like we don't even we're not even going to set up like let's just yeah. kind of get this thing going let's move let's film yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go to the next spot let's do it and it, it was awesome and you know if uh the first day we did the big shoot like it poured torrential rain and like we weren't even prepared we, we 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 had a few thousand dollars to put into the budget right like and we were just like okay we put a bag like a safeway bag of some sort around <laughs> the camera to protect it from the rain like we yeah. didn't have proper stuff and we made it work man yeah. and like the actors and everybody who was involved like we were soaking wet to the bone and we were like okay let's just go let's just film this next bit and we were just into it and it was awesome Later on, like we ended up raising like a hundred grand, got more money, we got interest, like some network uh, appeal, things like this. And 
you, you, things started at certain points to get pulled away from that original vision. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I only had a small taste of it, like a, like a dabble. But like yeah. he's getting a whole pie. Like he's getting the whole like if not not a very large piece he's getting the whole thing like yeah. it's you know and when you're there and you have such a big thing all of a sudden it, i i could only imagine how many temptations to get pulled away from your original source yeah would be yeah well yeah it's like you said like you know there's this you know he has something there's this whole piece that's available to him but people also want a piece of him yes right and that's the whole thing where it's you know i was watching this guy who I love, um, uh, Jamal, AKA Jamal. And he does these like reaction videos to, oh, yeah. to me. He's one of my favorites. And he watched it like cold and, and like the video and heard the song and, or maybe it was that one or it was a different one. I saw a couple, but he had said what, like he said it as half jokingly, but half jokingly you right. know where he was just like man he's like just stay in your backyard like you know it was this this sentiment that he's saying he's like man just stay in your backyard because that's because he understood he's like for you to keep doing what you're doing is be his whole life has changed right and right. there's nothing he can really do about that and it's really about who you who you continue to be who you are through this massive change that is now happening whether he likes it or not right right it's like this change is happening and who are you going to be in that whole thing and you know there's going to be you know he was saying something like this whole thing is different if he's on some big stage you know with lights and you know you can just imagine this i was imagining this this image of him at some awards show you know in you know sort of a whole fancy new wardrobe and lights and stuff and i and there's a part of me that just went like what a travesty right you know like what like that that's just that's not the thing that has brought him that that has brought him this audience you know the thing that that people have have found is that it's just here's a simple Here's just a simple guy, you know, doing what country is supposed to do, right? Like three chords and the truth. And for everybody out there, <laughs> I love that three I'm, chords and the truth. That, yeah, yeah that's the country. Three chords and the truth, right? Yeah. And and for people out there, it's like I am, I am not a country fan. Y you just couldn't say that about me. Like I'm just not. It's not something I listen to. But like you know this this song and this music that he's making just even transcends those boundaries mm -hmm. right where it's like it's where where you still feel it and so yeah like that whole thing of yeah what a travesty it would be for him to just become this thing right to become just uh you know part of the machine which is a word that i'm just, yeah <laughs> is yeah. now part is kind of become very much a part of my lexicon in my own life and it, how how terrible it would be for him to be just sort of absorbed and consumed by uh by the machine and it made me think a little bit about um black mirror I've just started. I'm late. Oh, to the, yeah. I'm late to the party yeah, on it. But, into but it. I've been it's getting awesome. into it, and I think it was still from the first season. But this episode where, 
you know, everyone's like on these treadmills. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, playing they have to watch the playing ads, playing games, and and they have to watch the ads, and they build up credits, and they can go on to this, you know, basically talent show. And he got up there with like you know the glass to his throat, and and what an incredible performance from that actor. Holy shit! Like when he gets up there, and he just and he just starts barking out like everything that's so fucked up about what's going on right and he got absorbed by the machine they're like hey you're authentic and we like that <laughs> you know like we want to give you yeah. your own like like how would you feel like twice a week we'll give you a 30 minute slot you know da 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 and it's just like and it there's something that was so horrifying about that was what was horrifying about that episode mm. Right. And like, I, I felt the same way, like, oh, you're part of this cautionary tale, like in a way, because suddenly it's like, you've done this thing that has moved people and there are people who are going to want to try and exploit it and capitalize on it. And, and that's, uh, that's something that as, as artists is so important about about the heart of where you're coming from and and what you're doing and it's not an easy thing to do mm -hmm. and i would say i would dare say it's a deeply spiritual thing to do to be uncorrupted to let your your being and your work be uncorrupted when in well i mean in in all phases right like when things are good when things are bad and when things are suddenly going so well beyond belief because mm -hmm. that can destroy you too wow yeah i mean there's so much there's so much here to like chew on it's um it's 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 interesting so i will say this about the the music industry the music industry has evolved for those of you who are musicians out there like it has evolved to a point where like th like if you're not in the in group man like your career you might not have a career like and and if you do, it, it it will be so minor. the 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 thing is, is the music industry is so controlled now. I mean, the film industry is too, but in a bit of a different way. The music industry is so controlled that they kind of auto tune. They push people out. They they give people who are not the best artists more playtime. It's very controlled. And so, for you to just kind of break into that without a breakthrough kind of song or a breakthrough album. It's very difficult to do right now. Mm -hmm. So when some, if you are a musician and you happen to break through that, literally, think of it like a membrane. You break through that and you're in this whole other thing. You're in a whole new world. Um, that world goes great. You broke through, fine. Let's pull you back into our machine. Like they, like they, they don't like um, breakthroughs un, untethered. Like they don't mm. want you free out there, but every once in a while an artist like in, in music, for example, and in film breaks through and then immediately the people who control it, who, you know, they s try and swoop you up. Yeah. And so they, they don't do it in a way that's, um, they don't come at you and like bully you probably that could happen. But the thing it's is, they just, there's money to be you. made. They seduce you. Yeah. They go, we'll give you this, we'll give you that, you know, we'll blah, blah, blah. And, and pretty soon before you know it, you know, and especially if you're ill-informed, you're controlled, you've signed a contract, things are, you're pulled into something. With the film industry, it's, it's, uh, there's similarities to this too. Like it's, um, it's interesting. Like you'll, uh, 
I won't get into that right now. But the point is, is that, yeah, as an artist, I really like, we've talked a bit about this. Here's my point that I want to get to. A lot of people don't like to think of themselves as artists, like actors or filmmakers or musicians. They don't, they don't use the word enough. And I think we need to reclaim this word and we need to really own it because as an artist, you need to see yourself as an artist and not because when you're an artist, you're not a part of the machine. Like it, they don't work together mm -hmm. and artists will get sucked in the machine. And if, if you don't see yourself as an artist, you'll play by the machine rules. So here's the part about film I get into. When I went down to the American film market, you and I went the first time and then I went several times after. And, you know, I would listen to directors, producers, writers, everybody talk, you know, mm -hmm. and sales agents, whatever. And the interesting thing about people who are producers or sales agents or like, you know, someone who was like a studio head who like was trying to acquire material, they'd always give you and their talks would always be like, you follow the rules, do what we say, list like like this. Mm. But when you talk to the filmmakers and I'm talking about the people that broke through, the people who had successful film careers, they go, don't listen to those fucking idiots. What are you doing? <laughs> of course, they're going to tell yeah. you that because that's how they're going to buy your shit for the lowest price. That's how they're going to control you. And all the artists who are successful, every single one I ever talked to said, don't listen to sales agents, producers and studio heads for advice on how to do your art. They're mm. always going to tell you the thing that's going to get them the best deal on your work. Mm. They're always going to, they're, 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 they're car salesmen, <laughs> right? And the artists were all like, you got to fucking buck the system, especially the filmmakers. And I find this so interesting because, you know, as a filmmaker myself, there, there's something I've always noticed that's very interesting and it's very, it's, it's very unique to filmmakers, but a lot of people can relate to it, but it, people who get called to film and especially the people I've seen succeed at film, they have a buck the system attitude. They have a little bit of a, what I like to call a fuck you attitude, mm -hmm. where it's like, I have a vision and I, I don't want to compromise on it. Now you got to convince me to compromise on it. You got to sell me on why it's not going to be this way. Yeah. But I have this in my mind. And 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 the other thing that I noticed about the successful filmmakers, they saw their own vision and their own work as valuable. Mm -hmm. And a lot of artists, when especially people don't call themselves artists, they're like, "Oh, please give me a deal." Like they don't see how valuable their input is. Mm -hmm. Remember, those producers, those sales agents, you know, those whatever, they have nothing without artists creating great work. Right. Otherwise, they have to run their cookie cutter machine. Right. They have and, and they don't get good stuff out of people who play that game. What they want is the Tarantinos. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they want the people who have that special quality. And then then they want to be like, OK, well, Tarantino works with us. Right. But like I look at Tarantino and like I don't love every film he's done, but some of his films I fucking love. Yeah. But the thing is, I respect everything he's done. But one thing about Tarantino that I really respect is that guy has a vision and he sticks to his vision and he seems like a guy that has a fuck you attitude. Like, I don't see you talking to Tarantino yeah. and being like, listen, you this can't do this. Gonna he's going to be like, well, fuck you. I'm going over there. I'm going to make my movie here. And yeah. people, and he's so, so powerful and so prestigious at this point. People just yeah. go, no, let him do what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, but I think as a musician or any artist, my point here is that you got to have a little bit of I'm outside in the machine 
and I know that the machine can benefit off of me, but I'm not going to let them convince me that I need them more than they need me. If, if that, I don't know how to like, yeah. I, maybe I'm not describing that. No, 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 right, but, but like, yeah. You're, you're definitely you're you're you've definitely provoked a lot of different yeah. thoughts and ideas from me. Uh, Can I say this one thing? Of course. My final point is maybe not. Th they need me. I need them. I don't. I don't necessarily want to necessarily leave it there. But I'm. It's hard to wrap this point up. My point is is just that, I feel as an artist, you see yourself as bringing a valuable value that's not so tangible in the machine. Mm -hmm. It's a very. Um. It's kind of it's hard to gauge like what is art worth? You know what I mean? But I believe people will come by and they'll say, Hey, your, your art is only worth this. And you might believe them. So you and your mind, you need to kind of have a certain amount of like, it's not even about what it's worth. It's more like, this is why I did it. And this is my truth. And, um, I don't want to compromise on my truth, you know, just to fit into your machine. And if it mm -hmm. doesn't fit into your machine, then maybe I take my art elsewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're so we've talked about on past episodes, you know, how the artist kind of straddles the line of things, right? Like they're they've got they got one foot in and one foot out, right? Because you have to you have to be a part of the world, but there's also a part of you that has to be on the outside looking in right and through this sort of lens of you know like the machine right like an artist in many ways your job is to give us inside of the machine a, a light from outside of it right you know totally. like, like, like give, a, give yeah. us something from outside of it to just like bust us out of the thing for a second <laughs> yeah. go like, oh shit and you know in the yeah, case of yeah. this singer you know he was like he was almost directly singing about it like Look at what we're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I'm out here and I'm telling you, look at what we're in. And we're like, oh, shit, he's right. Um, so that was one thing that uh, that came to mind with, with what you were saying. And another thing that I wanted to, to talk a little bit about as well in terms of, you know, that, that path, that challenging path that an artist has to, has to take very often in terms of keeping that honesty and integrity in in what they're doing you know is it can be affected by so many things and and so many influences and sometimes it can like you know you're saying people from you know like these sellers and these producers and stuff like that who want to have input on what you're doing and it can happen from fans too you know oh, yeah. like people yeah. like it can come from so many different places whereas coming back to the singer that we've been talking about which I, again i apologize that i have is oliver anthony or anthony oliver um i can see how like just if you were to play play devil's advocate here or just to just to imagine a scenario where okay he signs a record deal right and and he's got people in his ear who start saying he's like oh you've gotta you've gotta keep singing about those things like you gotta make another song like the one that you did but as an artist you've gotta go it's like but i did that song mm -hmm. right i did that song and that's maybe not the true song that's not that's not the relevant powerful 
that's not the voice that's that's wanting to be expressed in the next one right but it's like oh no the thing that got you success was to do that so you got to keep on doing that mm -hmm. but it can also come from the fans like no you got to keep singing about these things but it's like as an artist you got to you got to be listening to that voice you got to be yeah, listening got, to that yes. to that yes. muse and it might take you into a direction that's not what people expect of you right right and all the different angles that that can that can come from and that's like that's a that's a challenging one but i think that you're you bringing up someone like quentin tarantino and i mean you could think of any number of artists in any number of disciplines who have risen to the absolute heights of their art and their craft and they did it by staying true yeah to such a large degree because normally the one like the sellouts <laughs> the sellouts don't typically rise to the same kinds of heights right the the greats whose whose names we continually you know evoke throughout time are the ones who like they stayed true to what they were doing even if they don't always necessarily achieve the thing that they were setting out to do necessarily or or get get it quite to that place there's still there's an there's always that quality of they were doing this this true and honest thing that they were trying to express mm -hmm. right that was the important thing for them to express and i don't think that that's a selfish thing necessarily because i think that could go either way like there's there's an egotistical way of that and then there's a, a real there's the real true way of that right the ego way is just kind of it's an ego thing <laughs> as as it would imply right like it's just you're being this sort of defiant artist because well out of some image of being a role yeah you're playing the role of it yeah. and that's and that's fake that's fake yeah, yeah that's fake yeah, that's, you know and yeah. and as opposed to you're doing this because it's the thing you're truly genuinely called to you raise a very important point because i have seen this with with filmmakers and and i suppose with maybe some other artists but i've definitely seen it with with young filmmakers who you know that out of the sake of just kind of being edgy or something you know where it's like this defiance is like they're playing it's 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 fake it's like um it's like a carbon copy mm -hmm. you know it doesn't doesn't feel real and i think when you're defiant and uh you have maybe this kind of fuck you attitude it's not like you don't want to say fuck you to people that's not what you're trying to do what you mm -hmm. really want is you want people to go ah i see it okay like let's do this that's mm -hmm. what you really want but when someone goes like for me, when I was, uh, when, for example, when I was going to make Soldiers of Apocalypse, right? So the first episode I ever made, man, I don't know how much it cost me. It cost me a few grand. But like with wardrobe, I had to do wardrobe. I, I hired, like I got professional actors. I did it, but but I was connected and whatever. But I remember I was at a, I was at a um, Crush Lounge or whatever on Granville Street, right? And there was another fellow in the industry and we were at the bar whatever at some event we're having a drink there and he's like what's up brandon blah 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 and we're talking and i was like well i want to make this show i've ever i've wanted to make it since i was a kid and it's about these soldiers and it's the end of the world and blah 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 he's like and i'm gonna do it for under 10 grand and he goes well that's impossible you can't do that 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I can. I'm going to show you. And he's like, ah, it's not whatever. Sure enough, I did it under 10 grand. But it's like my fuck you attitude was like, no, no, no. I'm not taking in what you say. In your world, you can't. Mm-hmm. But I can. And I did. And yeah. the thing is, is that, um, you know, there's lots of things where I think as an artist, you're going to get that feedback from the world because they don't see how it's possible, what you're trying to do. And you need to be able to, and, and my thing is, is what I'm saying the fuck you attitude is you need to be able to stick to your guns. And, and I guess it's, it's more of a, like, I want you to see what I see, but if you don't, like, I'm not going to accept your version of reality here mm-hmm. because, you know, being creative, I mean, yeah, I think there is some element of when people come to you and they say, well, you know how hard it is to be an actor? You know how hard it is to make it in the music industry? I mean, you can hear that and go, yeah, you know what? You're right. It is really hard. I guess I'm going to be be a contractor. You know, I'm going to yeah. be a laborer. You know, I guess that's yeah. what I'm going to do because, you know, that's like that's secure. And some people do that. Right. But like if you have that artist quality, right, you go, well, yeah, it's probably true. But I'm going to give it a shot anyway, because, you know, what? I, I care enough mm-hmm. to give it a go. And it is a bit of an experiment. Sometimes you don't know if it's going to work, you yeah. know, and, and and I think the other thing, too, is if it doesn't work the way you're hoping or planning or whatever, I don't think you should walk away like a failure and be like, well, they were right. Yeah. You know, I think you should walk away and, and, and be like, well, whatever. I went after what I wanted. I went after what was my inside, like what was what was my vision or, you know, as you say, sometimes Evan, something was calling me out there and I mm-hmm. went and I looked into it, you know? And so I think there's a certain amount of like what we're talking about today is, you know, this artist, he had a, he had a calling, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, something called him to, to, to write that song and to, and to share it with the world when he did and all of that. And there was probably also a bit of a, you know, uh, some, some truth inside of him that he's like, I just want to spill this out. I need to get it out in some form. And so we went out and did it. And I think there's a certain amount of like, you know, it's so obvious that it's a success now, but there very well could have been moments. And he's like, am I being silly to do this? Is this Mm -hmm. ridiculous? Like, am I off base even singing about this stuff? Like, should I even be doing this? You know, there's all sorts of doubts that artists rarely talk about that actually happened on their way to success Mm -hmm. where they actually almost pulled the plug on the thing that, that was their breakthrough. Yeah. You know? And so, um, like you said, I think the point of this conversation is after you hit success is to look back at what got you there and keep that present of mind and heart in the future Mm -hmm. and not to lose touch with that. Because, you know, one thing I found with like, no matter how much success you get and no matter where you end up in life, the challenges you face will, will, will always be pretty much the same. And, and so what I mean by that is if you end up like going to the left in your life, you go this path down the left or you go to the right, you will probably find that about the same point in your life that you're feeling exactly the same way you would have had you gone left or right. It just mm. will look different because you'll be on a different path, but the feeling will be exactly the same. So if you're in your life and you're looking like, man, I fucked up, I took the wrong path, just understand that if you went the other path, you would be feeling that same thing probably at some point on that path, which would probably be around this time or mm. before or after. So you should never regret your choice. 
you should just learn from your choice and go, you know what, last time I sold out and I took the safe road, this time I won't. And then if you took the riskier road and you said, well, this time I took the riskier road and it didn't work out, you might go, well, you know, maybe there's some, maybe I'll be a little more conservative with a couple things that I, you know, took for granted before. But you learn because, you you know, the thing is, even if you chose the right path, something about it is always wrong and something about it is always right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because there's no real right, wrong. Yeah. You, and you know what I mean? Like uh, totally. And, and just even, you know, you brought in this word riskier and the thought that that came to my, my mind was like, well, riskier to what? Hey everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes. I recently released a book called the actor's awakening, connecting spirituality to craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Well, you know, like, you know, we like it's I yeah, like it's it's. We we often say it's like oh it's it's risky it's risky well risky to what right like what are what are you risking right and it's I think that when you ask that question a lot of the things that we're afraid of you know of of what that risk is is a bunch of bullshit <laughs> right like what are you really what are you really what's really on the line and. It's sort of all of that, that what's expected of you, right? What the, sort of, to come what back to machine, this machine, what the machine yeah. expects of you, right? We expect you to have a job like this and to earn so much, uh, to have a paycheck that looks something like this and to live like this. And this is what your lifestyle is and da, 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 da. That's what you're putting up at risk, right? This, can, and and you bought into, into it. Into you this? bought into it. Totally. Right? Often the people telling you how you should live are telling you either to live the way they're living or don't live the way they lived. And the <laughs> thing is, is you have to remember, it, it's all the same advice from the same place anyway. Like, here's the thing, like my parents, you know, they were like, well, this is what you need to do and you, your life should look like us. And this is, and then when I hit, uh, you know, and that's mostly the message I got up until I was 14. Sorry, I didn't want to no, take no, away no. from you, but, um, then when I was 14, 14 and a half, right, we had a mansion that was two, uh, 8,000 square feet and we had a camper and we had a Porsche and we had a boat and we had all these cars and we had, I had like three backyards and I had all this shit and, you know, and, uh, you know, my parents seemed like they had it all together. And then, uh, you know, and then when I was about 14 or so, like I knew we had some money struggles were happening around that time and whatever, I won't get into the details of that event, but long story short, my parents got divorced. They split up. We lost the house. We lost all our money. I went from living in a mansion to living in a trailer park for a period of time. And then things kind of balanced out again. But, you know, I was about 14, 15 years old and all my whole life had been, this is what you got to do. This is who you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. This is this is our advice and then i looked at their life and i'm like well you fucking lost everything you're broken up you hate each other and this sucks and i'm like 
I'm not modeling that. <laughs> I don't want this for my life. Like, what a bunch of bullshit. Like, honestly, what a bunch of bullshit. And I was happier in the fucking trailer park than I was in the mansion mm -hmm. because it was the first time in my life I ever got to spend any real time with my dad. Yeah. And so my dad's telling me, oh, you know, it's going to be so hard in the trailer park. And I'm thinking, this is fucking great, man. When's the last mm -hmm. time you and I sat down and made a sandwich together? <laughs> Never. You know what I mean? And like, it was like, you're telling me that I'm supposed to be rich and successful and do all this stuff. And I'm thinking, so that's when, like, I had a big yeah. transition in my life. Because I was going down the road, Evan. Like, I was pretty big into sports, but I was getting pretty committed to being an architect. Mm. I was in an advanced drafting and design program. My grades were through the roof. And I was going to be an engineer. A fucking engineer. I turned out as an artist. How fucking far different could you go? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing is, I didn't realize what called me to artist. What called me to engineering was the artistry of being able to design buildings and houses and shit. Mm -hmm. The art of it. I didn't know this at the time because I didn't even know I was really an artist yet. Yeah. And then what ended up happening was I found film, kind of the next year, and uh, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. We bring all these people together. We get to create and imagine and have fun. This is stuff I used to do as a kid. I said, I came home that summer. I said, I'm dropping out of drafting. I told my family, I'm dropping out of drafting and design, like this program that I fucking <laughs> earned my way into. <laughs> and I'm becoming a filmmaker. And my yeah. family was like, what, what the fuck happened to Brandon over the summer? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but the thing is, is like... um. That's the thing, man, is like your whole world can just break apart in a moment. And the way you're seeing things today um, isn't necessarily how you see it. But I, I'll tell you what I saw. And this is the last thing I'll say, Evan. I saw something true for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, regardless of what happens for me in film from this point forward, I lived my dream as a filmmaker. I have satisfied that full heartedly to this point. Whether I do any more of it or I just move on and go do something else, that's fine. But I fulfilled that dream in my life. There's definitely no mistakes in that for me. But there were moments where I was like, did I fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there were moments where I'm like, oh, man, maybe I maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I should have become an engineer. Maybe I should have just, you know, but like, here's the thing. Like, I'd be an engineer going, man, I wish I chased my fucking film career. Yeah, what, so, what if I had pursued that? What, it, what right? would have happened? That's the recognition yeah. I came to at a certain point. And then I realized, you know what, man? You go left, you go right. You went right. That's your choice, man. And that's where you are today. So let's work with that. Let's not, like, let's not sit and think, oh, engineer would have been better. Who knows if it would have been better? I yeah. might have just repeated the same patterns that my family did, ended up divorced, Maybe I had all this money and lost it. Who knows what would have happened? I might have just done the same thing over, you know? But I took a different road. And, uh, you know, it's had its fucking interesting moments. I'll give you that. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Right? It, it's... It, it's know, still related to what we're is, talking oh, about, for isn't sure, it? for sure, for sure. It hasn't gone too you know, far I, I've, I've, <laughs> This is a, an, another thing I've definitely repeated on... on past podcast but it's like just it was a piece of acting advice that was not actually given to me but it was when i was studying meisner and it was another meisner teacher who was taking the class um who we were in the, the part where we were actually doing scenes and putting up scenes and, and stuff and his uh 
he was doing he was an older guy he was a professor and he was doing a scene with a, a young guy who was a college student and they had the scene and and, and so this this kid was he was having just such a hard time like he was he was just struggling um with not he wasn't where he wanted to be you know walking into the scene you know like from the very moment like you could just see like he was just because i saw saw it run a, a number of times and and he you could see him beating himself up the moment that he was walking in the door he's just like oh, i'm not in the place i want to be to to do this scene i'm not there yet i hadn't connected or clicked whatever it was and i remember at a certain point the scene went up and it it took off like it really like it, it had a whole he this sort of baggage was had been largely lifted from him and i found out that his uh larry larry mcdonald from uh from well, no, he wasn't from Long Island. But where was he from? He's from New York, though. <laughs> and uh, and he told him just at a certain point, because he could see him just struggling, beating himself up. And he just said, like, hey, look, man, whatever you got, you trust it. Whatever you got. And, like, I, I was, as advice for an actor, it's great. But I'm just even in the context of this conversation and your life. Look, wherever you are. Yeah. Right. Whatever you've got got to just trust it because what's the sense in that game of like well what if i went and did that thing well as you're you've been illustrating you'd be just on the other side of that thing it's like well what if i took that path yeah right whatever you got trust it like where wherever you are whichever path you you took trust it trust it that was the path that you were that you were supposed to take you know it's some, something interesting we talk about the path a lot and this just came up for me as you were talking about that was that we often look at the path in our life as, say, A to Z, like A, A, A to B, whatever, right? So it's like, I walk and I might go along these lines, they're wiggly, but like, I'm, I'm like getting there. I'm here and I'm trying to get there. And we forget that our path is also wide as it is long. Mm. And so, like for me, mm. one of the things that I came to a realization in my 30s was the width of my or the depth if you want to look at it that way but the width of my path changed like um and and let me give you a context for what i mean the way i was walking my path when i through my 20s and when i entered my 30s was very largely the machine of my family mm -hmm. and the machine not just of my family but of my upbringing with sports of my just my life experience and so it was very narrow it was a very kind of rigid approach to this is how we do life and this is what you do and you know my dad used to say this thing which i don't agree with anymore but i'd lived by this quote he said you know young babies cry for it grown men die for it recognition and i used to think fuck that's it recognition that's what this life is about you got to get mm. recognized you got to either cry for it or you got to die for it. But that's what it's about. And, and you know what? I'll tell you something. Recognition is a very fucking seductive thing. Because mm -hmm. when you get recognized, man, the fucking beautiful women come out. Fucking the friends want to be your friends. People want to do deals with you. Money yeah. fucking flows. People think you're a big deal. You walk around like hot shit. It feels good. It's very seductive. The problem is, is now you're walking around like a big deal and your path is a big deal. 
And so yeah. if you wander a little left of the path, then you're not a big deal anymore. We can't go there. I'll lose my recognition. You're, 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 you're now you're strapped to this thing. And so like when I hit 30, I realized recognition was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and then that's what I realized because you know I started to realize you know my friends aren't really my fr well not all of them some of them were but a lot of these people are not really my friends they're just here because I can offer them something you know uh, a lot of this stuff that's in my life is not meaningful it's not important it's not really what I want it's you know it, it like looks good and you know what I can't tell anybody how I really fucking feel and like everybody thinks I'm doing so well but you know what there's days I come home and I feel sad and I, I have no one to talk to about that and no one wants to hear that shit from me you know and so the thing is is that i broke down i you know I, I i've talked about this i had a spiritual awakening but what i realized is the path became wide and i could wander off to the left and wander off to the right on the same path mm -hmm. and i could not be a big deal on the same path that i was walking and i could be a big deal and i it, you know it became kind of a freedom and, and I became more expansive as a person. And I think when we walk our path, we say we choose a direction and we think, oh, the path's very narrow. I got to stay on that path. No, no, no. Yeah. As you evolve as a person, the path just opens up to where there are no bounds on the path anymore. Like when you start the path, I kind of see it this way. And maybe I'm wrong, but this is my interpretation. But it's like I see a narrow path I can walk this way, a narrow path that way, and a narrow path this way or something. Mm -hmm. But then when I got further along the path, I was like, well, you know what? All these paths led to the same place and it's just a big wide open field and yeah. I can go anywhere on the field now, right? So yeah. it changed and I just realized I was free to do anything. And I was the one that put the trees and barriers in between me that yeah. didn't let me go in certain places before. And those, yeah. when I had my spiritual awakening, all that debris in the way just got kind of eradicated. And I was like, oh, I could go over here and I can go over there and, and, and no one says shit. Like everyone's like, oh, Brandon was, you know, he was, he was doing this a little while ago. Now he's riding a motorcycle and now he's living off in Alberta and now he's like, whatever. And people are like, cool, man, what's going on? What, you know, just yeah. like, it's like, I just do what the fuck I want. And, yeah. and you know, I don't have to stick to any path anymore, but if I want to, I will. Yeah. Right. But that's the thing is when you have that freedom, you become you just see options that you didn't see before. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, there's at any moment we can we can just do something completely out of the ordinary. Totally. Like at any moment. At any moment. Which is pretty wild to think about. Right. And almost just, even a little bit scary to think about if, yeah, if you really think about it. You're just going down a path for a long time, maybe 40 years, maybe 50 years, 60. I don't know, whatever. You name the deck. Mm -hmm. And then oh, all man. of a sudden, at one point, you just go, you know what? I'm going to hang a hard left. And I'm just going to go this way. And everyone's like, yeah. what the hell? And it's like, oh, they're having a midlife crisis. It's yeah. like, no, they just like. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about Doug? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, oh, my goodness. Is he okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's artistry in that, right? Because I think yeah. that's the thing about an artist. An artist sees options where most people don't that's really what creativity is well i think the thing is with living the sort of you know maybe not just like the artist but like the the artist mindset, mindset is yeah. like well it's you know what it what is guiding you what is your what is your north star right and continue and, and that requires a lot of trust and a lot of faith uh in in 
that thing that's in you right to keep going that way Mm -hmm. right like because that thing is and you know it's not it's not a thing that's just in the same place in the sky all the time right like and it's like you but you've got to keep finding it and following it and following it it'll never steer you steer you wrong right but the the i think the challenge is is that there are so many temptations and distractions that make us take our eye yes off of our north star right right and and that's that, mm. that's in many ways i guess the the challenge that is maybe the biggest challenge that's issued to the artist and when i say artist i think that i hope that what i just said is fairly self-evident that it's not a simply just an applicable thing to artists because again we are all we are all creators and and artists of our own lives and what an artist does is not wholly different from from being a human being right and being an artist is i think in many ways about being a whole human being you know it's it's that it's that path of understanding who and what we are mm-hmm. right and it's and that's a that's a never-ending that's a never-ending journey. That's a never-ending yeah, there's process. There's no destination to get there. There's no destination. Yeah, there's no arrival nice point. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, art is just yeah. kind of a a cool thing to do <laughs> in a human life, you know? And, and sometimes that's all it has to be. And that's all it has to be, yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be something. And, and, and that's where I think that artists are most powerful. Artists are most powerful when it's, when it's not trying to be something you know it's not it's not it's not trying to be anything other than what its most truthful manifestation is Mm -hmm. right like it's that's it's being created for its for its own sake like we we you know we love alan watts around here i mean he he has a fairly famous lecture that gets you know played in all kinds of channels and stuff where he says you know like the you know when it kind of, especially with something like music or or uh well i mean any art form you can take on actually now that i'm thinking about it but if you look he he used like uh music and and dance as like the his two that he to draw attention to this but it's like well dance isn't all about like just the final movement right Right. if it was just if it was if art was all about how we sort of approach our day-to-day life of like just trying to get somewhere well then dancing would be all but pointless so would music because it would all just be about we're going to just play and do that big final moment and then that'll be it but how dumb is that how dumb would that yeah. be? And but in the same thing, if you're a if you're an an actor or a writer, you're you are a storyteller. How dumb would a story be if you just were shown the climax, the end, without any context of what brought everybody there? Without it would be 
it might be kind of interesting, I suppose, but like it would lose so much of its meaning. It would lose so much of its impact because you don't know the 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 rest of of the the movement that was going on leading up to it, right? Well, you know, TV has proven that point more than anything these days is one of our mediums of art because if you think about it, TV like, you know, some shows they go in the 20s, you know, for episodes, but like let's say even six episodes or 13 episodes. I mean, how much of this normalcy of this people's lives, like, and you're sitting around for an hour watching that and we're totally engaged. I mean, there's great shows and they, they capture us around stuff that, you know, there isn't that much happening. I mean, if you really Mm -hmm. look at it, it's like, sometimes it's in it's a conversation and just some interesting information is being revealed and you love the show. And so they revealed that information like, Oh man, it was Mm -hmm. so good. But it's like, yeah, but like there's no car chase or explosion or nothing like yeah. big happened. But it's like we get involved and then we care about these characters. And these characters, they they do something and it affects our view of them, our perception of them, our relationship with them. And so I think what's interesting about this conversation for me is is recognizing at this moment that, you know, we have this artist. We started off talking about how he, he boomed up. There's a whole relationship that he has before he had this big moment of success and there will be a relationship he has with himself carrying on until his last days after this moment and you know and i think that as as uh just people we we look at our lives as like you might have these like great moments in your life and you know you can you know there's all sorts of decisions that will be in front of you but what you can do and what's the right move and what's the right way to go I think the thing is, is to, to look at it and go like, this is a moment in my journey and tomorrow will be another moment in my journey or this next minute will be another moment. And you look at it and you go, um, can I be truthful in the next moment as I was in this one? Because the next moment is going to bring its interesting things. And the moment after that's going to bring its interesting things. And I love this analogy about the North Star because I loved how that analogy of shiny things capture our attention. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great example of, I got this North Star, I know what I'm doing, I'm going this way, I'm and then all of a sudden shiny thing over here, hey, you want this? It looks just like the shiny thing you were after. And you're like, yeah, I kind of like that too. Mm. Mm. You know what, actually, you know what? Yeah, 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 Let let me go over this shiny thing. And then all of a sudden you're fucking off course because that wasn't your shiny thing. And you took a you took a fake. You went you went down the the wrong road. Mm-hmm. But I think if you do, and we're gonna do this occasionally, you're gonna lose track of your north star, and you just can't see it sometimes. The clouds are out, whatever. Let's just use that analogy. Yeah. And you go, well, I'll follow this shiny thing because it's the best I got. And then you realize a little ways down that path, you're like, I'm on the wrong fucking path. If you can recognize that, you just fucking saved yourself. Yeah. And then just correct course. But I don't think we should look at it like. Oh, I made a mistake. I totally screwed up my life. No, sometimes you can make, you can make a probably a million mistakes and still end up keep finding your way back to the right path. Mm -hmm. Cause like, that's the thing about the North star. You know, if you're using the North star as your guide, you could walk way off. And then the North star is still the North star. You just head North again. You know what I mean? Like, so you got distracted and you went off on this path. Yeah. You can still always recorrect yourself to whatever that truth is. Yeah, when you realize like, oh, this isn't this isn't taking me home. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like this isn't taking and Yes. And you have that realization and then you just gotta stop for a second, you've gotta look around, right? Just take a look and go, Oh, okay. 
There and we don't go. Don't beat yourself up if you found yourself in a place that you didn't want to be in. You know. Yeah. We, you know, I think everybody to some degree ends up in that every now and then. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. that that's that's in many ways part of it. You know, it's 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 part of what goes with with the whole human thing is is and it's part of what makes us human is understanding that having been through that and going through that because if we just i don't know how would we how would we relate and connect to each other if we didn't have some understanding of of what that's like to get completely lost to get to have gone so completely off course from you know our our north star Mm -hmm. and because then we can we can we can talk about that you know we can we can share that sort of part of the adventure, you know, of, of life. And, and it's all the more meaningful when you, when you know what it's like to, to have gone off course and to find your way back to it. Right. Like that, that's like, Oh, okay. You know, went and did that. And, you know, yeah, like it, it had its own glitter. It had, you know, I love that you sort of brought in the rest of the night sky, so to speak (laughs) into the analogy, because it's like, yeah, like it's like this, the sky is filled with all of these, with all of these lights, but we're talking about like, what is your North star? And, and, you know, and if you, even if you follow some other ones, I mean, I'm sure you're going to still see some interesting things. It's going to take you to some interesting places. Um, but ultimately you've got to, you got to go back, you know, you've got to go back to that true thing. Cause otherwise, yeah, you're, you're following, you're following a light to somewhere that isn't, isn't your home. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like, you know, uh, there's that quote that you've said before is like, we're all just walking each other home. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, as your, you know, as your, as Ram Dass, I think, who said that. Just feel like I got to give him credit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was hoping he would. And so, as you're traveling your path, you know, you'll find other travelers walking that path with you who have the same goal in mind and the same direction. And sometimes you'll have a friend who gets distracted by a shiny thing and they go, oh, you know, I want to go over here. And you got to make a decision. Do I want to join my friend on this? you know, excursion off away from where I was directed, or do I want to part ways and head my path and let them go theirs? And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we think, oh, well, I'll just stay on the North Star. I'll just stay focused on where I'm going and there won't be any problems. And and the thing is, is, you know, what if it's your wife or your husband or your kid that, you know, and they want, and you just go, well, um, you know, are you going to stay to your path or are you going to join them on theirs? And, you know, and, and sometimes people point you in a direction that you find is more truthful for you. And so then you go, you know what? I thought I wanted this. And now this person showed me that this was possible. And I realized this is what I want now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and so you might be too stubborn and you might think, well, the way I was going was the way. And it's like, well, maybe it wasn't the way at the same time. Sometimes we have to be willing to part away from friends or relationships and be like, you're going this way and I'm going that way. And maybe we'll meet up again you know, it, it, wherever we end up in the future, you know? Um, anyway, you know, man, I feel like we are at that sweet point yeah. of let's just talk about beer and wrap this. Baby yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Baby's baby's crying in the back yeah. room. If anyone hears it, it's, 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 that's the sign. That's the, yeah. But either way, I was feeling the time too, but he's just like, yeah. Hey guys, come on, come wrap, on wrap this it baby up. up, wrap it up. Uh, so yeah. So I got the beard day. I guess I'll introduce. Yeah. 
uh, Old Creeker Cream Ale. You know, Evan, I love a cream ale. So Old Creeker <laughs> is from Batch 44 Brewery over on the Sunshine Coast in a little place called Seashell. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's uh, it's been delicious. I like the can. It feels very homey. Got a little fisher walking along with his fish on a rod um, and kind of a Calvin and Hobbes almost uh, cartoon Oh, totally. Yeah, I, you know? didn't, I totally didn't even... But that's definitely like the art style yeah. on that can. Back in the days yeah. when the coastal community was knit together by steamships, Creekers were known for their quirky ways, self-sufficient, and armed only with rubber boots and handmade fishing rods. They carved out a living in the, in the bush close to a river. The old timers are gone now, but their feisty spirit remains. Our cream ale speaks to those similar times. It's a West Coast style blonde ale with a kiss of Armarillo and Centennial hops. Delicious little brew. So it's been very good. And, uh, you know, Sunshine Coast beer to welcome you to the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, you know, here, it's yeah. been, yeah, man, it's, this has been great. You know, the, doing this live in person yeah once again you know as you said at the at the beginning that was well, look we came back around didn't we we came back around yeah, yeah you know like uh, years of you know uh pandemic and has you know kind of shuffled us you know people around into different places sometimes literally into different places which is the our case you know and and uh and here we are yeah back back once again reunited in the flesh uh to do this thing and uh, that's it's so great because it always it has it has a it feels different yeah you know it's oh, always yeah. there's a different feeling when when you're there with the person yeah and, totally. and we're doing this and it's it's good it's good <laughs> so well yeah man i'm some, i'm glad to be here and i'm glad to be in the room with you as we talk about this stuff um uh, I guess I'll wrap it up and leave it with you to finish on today's episode with Brandon or Nevin. <laughs> um, well, man, you know, I, I don't like it's it's strange because like I'm I, I love this conversation, although I'm walking away going, wait, what did we talk about? What was the point of all this? <laughs> um, it started out with a breakthrough kind of song from an artist that's really made a profound impact. I think the thing that, you know, and maybe we didn't talk about this a lot, but uh you know, I think if you speak your truth, you might find that other travelers hear your, what I would call that song is a war cry. Mm. And I think a lot of us travelers heard his voice and went, yeah, yeah, I feel that too. And it, it, I'm not going to necessarily say it gave us a North Star, but it all kind of made us look sideways and say, hey, you're on the same path as me. Like we're we're all kind of walking the path together and some of us are laborers and some of us are architects and some of us are filmmakers and some of us are musicians and some of us are whatever. But the thing is, is we all looked around and said, Hey, you know what? We might be walking different paths in our own little worlds, but we're all on the same path together here. And that's what art does in a way. It all of a sudden it takes away all the debris in between all of us. And we just see, Hey, you know what? You're, you know, you're doing that and I'm doing this, but we're still walking the same path. How fucking cool is that? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what this conversation has kind of brought light to me is that I thought I was separate. I heard that song and I realized I wasn't as separate as I thought. Yeah, the 
you know the that song really was the driver of this uh conversation in terms of like just again the power of of art of of something just coming from such a deep and honest place and the effect that that can have right uh, and and it's huge it can be a huge effect and you know earlier on i was talking a little bit about like copycats you know you're probably going to see like a, a bunch of people coming out of the woodwork so to speak and and try and sort of just do what he did and i don't want to paint that all with a really bad brush necessarily you know i think that there will be people who are just trying to be opportunists mm -hmm. with the whole thing and, and again exploit the situation and that's that's the concern you know on the bad end of of things but the thing is is that there's also inspiration to come from it and i hope that that something like this moment and this story of the, of of this person inspires people you know watch that that's that's the thing as an artist you got to do you got to you got to watch and, and learn to decipher that difference between it's like, oh, is this, am I being inspired or am I just trying to copy? Mm -hmm. Am I just trying to replicate, right? And in which case you gotta recognize it's like, okay, that's a, that's a contrived thing. But be in, take the inspiration of, of someone who just, who just went for it. Like just absolutely opened their, opened their heart up to the world and let this thing pour through them what would you say right if you did the same thing mm -hmm. forget about what he said what would you say right what's the, the what's that thing inside of you be inspired to do that thing um can i add one thing just yeah of course and and also sometimes you might feel like you would say the same thing but the way you would say it is also important yes because yeah. maybe you have a different way of saying it and that's also valid and you might mm -hmm. say like i want to say what he said but but don't say it the way he said maybe you say what he said but say it your way mm -hmm. and in other cases maybe you say it the same way he does and you feel that's resonating with you but you say different things the same way so you know, as artists, yeah. sometimes it's a little nuanced, but if as long as it's true, I think it's okay. Yeah, and, and nobody can tell you what that is. Right. You know, only you know. Only you know deep down what what that thing is, whether the way in which you're saying it is is truly coming from you, or does that have are you are you taking taking from someone else is that not quite you is that you just trying to to sound like somebody else or whatever you know like that's that's something that you've got to learn to to decipher for yourself but mm -hmm. ultimately yeah like be uh inspired by these moments and and the power that art has and that that power comes from that naked, vulnerable, courageous expression of what's true inside of you.
Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.